Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you so much, Mr. Gario, and that's our announcer. And thank you, as always, to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Find fantastic podcasts at tangentboundnetwork.com, and all your entertainment needs are at axtel.com. I am beyond excited for this guest. On a recent trip to Las Vegas, I sat down with Carrot Top. We chatted in his dressing room after his show at the Luxor, where he has been in residence for the last 12 years. Carrot Top is known for his very physical performances, prop comedy, and side-splitting one-liners. But offstage, Scott Thompson is relaxed, thoughtful, and almost reserved. In our interview, we covered everything from his comedy inspirations, how he creates his inventive props, and even his love for, you guessed it, knowing me, country music. Trust me, if you think you know Carrot Top, just wait till you hear our conversation. Here now, I gotta get right to it. I have to get right to it. I have to let this one speak for itself. Here now to tell us why he started to apply for patents on some of his gags, our interview with Carrot Top. Carrot Top, welcome uh, what? to Talk for okay. Two. How are you, sir? I'm awesome. Thank you. We just finished up the show. Thanks for sitting through it. it was good. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. I could not stop laughing. Oh, good. I was laughing so much I was coughing. I'm getting over a little congestion, oh. and poor Max over here, he had, mm, to, nice. he had to deal with that. My gosh. Uh, if you don't mind my saying your age is starting out with this 50, you're in your 50s now. How do you keep going? I know. I don't know. I never think about that. I, didn't, I don't realize I'm old as crap <laughs> until I realize, oh, yeah, I'm old as crap. Like, I go to the gym every day. I run every day. And, and tonight I was at the gym. This kid was like, hey, man, you know, I just turned 30, something like 29 or something. I said, 29? Yeah. He said, how old are you? I said, yeah, I'm 30. I, I, I lied. said 39. Just went up, you know, although I'm, you know, I'm 52. So I said 39. He's like, you're not 39. I was like, yeah. So I've been lucky in, 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 in some sense. I, I do, but I do work at it hard. I get up every morning and I run to you go to the park and I run and I, and I lift some weights just to try to stay in shape because it's kind of a, as you saw the show, it's kind of a physical show. So do you feel 39? I actually feel, you know, I feel younger than I did when I was 39. i got to be honest. It sounds strange, but people always, you know, the age, age is just a, it's just a number. But I really do feel like I'm in better shape than I was when I was 40. So. Well, you went through all that effort to lose the weight and get the abs and all that nice. stuff. <laughs> you know, all that I just stuff. ordered the abs on FedEx. Yeah, really. they, they delivered them to me. And, I think that's yeah. a new prop idea. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what made you decide to kind of get healthy and, and really focus on your fitness? Well, you know, it's, I've always had, though, my whole entire life. I was, a, I, I was in high school. I, I, literally, I spoke of this to my mom just the other day because my, my nephew plays lacrosse. And my mom's like, you guys are so alike. Because I used to go to the, you know, I was a swimmer in, um, in high school. And so I, I always was into athletics and staying in shape before I even got into comedy. Just, just kind of my lifestyle. But I have gotten more involved in just staying healthy for what I do, uh, because as you get older, especially in this, I show you saw it. It's very, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of energy. So you have to kind of work at it to keep, you know, keep the energy. So it has to look like you're also having, which I, which is also weird. I actually have more fun than I did when I was 30 doing this. Why is that? I don't know. I've just one day it hit me. I said I have a really cool job, and I get to go up there and make people laugh. And I get a lot of letters from people all the time too that. You don't have any idea that what people are going through in the audience, they, that they might have lost a loved one or they've gone through something horrible, uh, health issues or something, and they come to the show to find that release and that 
that escape. So when you're up there, you kind of you don't really always think about that. So one day, I just was it just dawned on me, and it just seems to click more to just to really enjoy each moment when I'm up there as well, and I can enjoy the show and just have fun regardless of whether the crowd's a hot crowd or a you know a cold crowd or whatever you call it. So. Tonight was an incredible crowd. Yeah, they were really were very energized. It's been a good weekend. We have some really. I mean, our show's pretty fast paced, so you you don't really get a chance to. But we hit, you know, I had people here the other night that were in a band, and they, they said, man, oh, man, you're, you know, what are you doing when you get a cold crowd? And I said, just like anybody else. You just, you know, you just do it. You just, you know, you turn them into a hot crowd. Yeah. You know, this, I come at jokes, I come off, and I say, you know, took a, took a three to an eight, or, you know, or took, a, or, or the other way, you hope you never have an eight to take, take them to a three. <laughs> no, no, But, no. you know, there's been those nights, too. Oh, man, I think I turned them into a crappy crowd. <laughs> so the key is to try to turn them into a good crowd, or, or maintain their, their, their good crowd. How does that laughter make you feel? It's great. It takes a while to unwind after the show, because when you get home, you're, you're, and also the show is, it, it's, there's so many things that I come up with on stage during the performance that I was, an ad-libbing in a sense, so when you come off, I have that's why these note, notes are everywhere. I'm like, I write down notes as, as soon as I get off the stage. There's a whole bunch of them up there. Like, boom, boom, boom. I had that joke, I had that joke, I had that, and try to remember it the next night. But a lot of times with comedies, it's, it's improvised, so it's some, it could just be the energy of that night, that, that why it worked mm-hmm. or didn't. Like I had that one where I screwed up. I really did screw up, and it was it was funny, <laughs> but I went out of order, and I was oh shit. And then I was I was going to make a joke and say at least I'm a comedian if I screw up it's not like I'm I'm an air traffic controller and like oh shit you know yeah. they fuck up they fuck up a lot of things I I that's a joke yeah so yeah I'm lucky in that regard with, with prop comedy especially I'm curious I come from the magic world the event world yeah because you get that different level of reactions and you're obviously very intelligent it's very smart prop comedy and we'll talk about the rap that it gets in a second but how do you know beyond the audience's reaction if a bit is going to work or not work, especially since it is just one and done and throw it away, put and put it in another. You time. really don't know till you do it. I mean, that's what's fun about what's fun about it, just like anything else. And I'm sure a band, same thing. We're gonna play this song. If it works or doesn't work, get some reaction. Um, so with me, it's always changed. Like I added that Starbucks joke. I added that. There's a whole bunch <laughs> of the United Airlines ones new. So it's you just kind of. I mean, I'm, I've been doing this long enough where I go. I know, kind of know what's funny, what's not. So I have a little bit of confidence in what, but then there'd be some things that, that don't necessarily, you know, I have a warehouse full of stuff that's not funny, <laughs> that I'm always like, damn, I can't put all this stuff, you know, certain stuff doesn't work, but uh, you have to kind of, a, you just gauge it, you get up there and you try it, and sometimes, some you'll keep if they work right away, and some if they don't, you'll, you'll, you'll I'll keep trying until it works, like that sign flipping thing is brand new, because mm-hmm. I, I keep seeing these guys flipping these signs, I'm like, this, there's a joke there, because I used to do it back in the day when there was a, the guy that held the sign, stop, slow, stop, slow. And I used to do a joke. I didn't have the visual. I just said, the, one of the signs should say, stay in school. Because who wants <laughs> to sit there and hold that stupid sign? But So did you actually film that one? Did you, was that yeah, yeah, one? I filmed. I actually saw it on the side of the road, and I filmed it for my car. Yeah. Oh, that is hysterical. Yeah. The opening, all of those weird Animals videos. and, yeah. Yeah, do you put that together? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Now, when you're building your props, when you're working on that, how do you set aside, how do you find time? To build all those things. Yeah, I, I just find the time. I don't know. I wake up and I go, if I, you know, certain, if I'm looking for a certain, like the one for that Starbucks, I had to go to a porn store to find a thing <laughs> and a cup. And a stri- so I actually went through and kind of spent time to, 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 to create it myself. Um, the United one, I just, I just made that, what, four days ago mm-hmm. when it went all the 
that news broke, I, I said, oh, it's got to be, I kept, you know, I kept thinking, there's a joke, there's a joke, there's a joke, what's the joke that no one else has done? Because everybody was sending me pictures, which is also kind of funny going back to, if we have no dresses yet, my act has always been, no one's ever done, like, pro, the, the people have done prop, but now with the social media and all the people that do, they create all these things now that are on the on, online. So, you know, an hour after something happens, people will be sending me a picture. I'm like, they're already doing my act. They're doing like, you know, <laughs> that there was a, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing like memes. props or memes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What's a meme, by the way? I don't know that. I'm old. I, I, Is I, it like a picture? Gifs, like I a, call it internet dig, internet prop comedy because yeah. it's just. Yeah. yeah. So they all make fun of me for doing prop and they're all fucking doing it. So I'm making fun of me. No. But <laughs> like like the one that the, there was one that there was a guy, the, what do you call that when you're in a massage and it's, it, you're, yeah. your head's rest and it said United Airlines new. Uh, you know, whatever. But I said that's that would have been a prop that I would have created. So I had to come up with something on my own that I hadn't seen yet, because I want mine to be original. So that's why I came up with that. I said snack, oh, the snack basket with a hand yeah. that punch. And I thought instead of trying to make it real elaborate, just put a just get a. I went and got a plunger, took the plunger off, put a, a fist mm-hmm. on the thing, and I went and bought potato chips and snacks and a basket, the exact color of United Airlines, put the logo. So it's fun creating that and the. More, well, there's two fun, but one part is, is, is creating it. It's always fun. And then when it works and you do it and present it and it kills, it's like, ah, oh, it's fun. Like, it's even more of a payoff. You're like, oh, cool, you know. And you're on top of it. I think your audience, um, well, I'm pretty aware of that because I hear it all the time in the meet and greets. It's like, your show is always current. You try to stay on top of it so it seems like it's relevant, mm-hmm. you know. And that's very important not only for me but for the audience and for my crew. I think it's that's what keeps the show, I think, going is if they came in, it's the same thing without an inflection even changing you know comedy should be fresh and on top of it and current it is prop comedy and and again coming from the magic world for me i I know this all too well as well it gets such a bad rap well it doesn't it only does though for people that don't come like my my audience doesn't find a bad rap it's just i'm saying it's always that small audience of people that love to rip on everything so it's like you know, I, I'm guilty of it. I'll, I'll talk about bands, I'm like, ah, you know, boy bands, whatever. And you go and there's like 700,000 people screaming, buying t-shirts and the lights. And so it's 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 good just for a lot of people. It's just certain people that want to, they get more attention for ripping on it than the people that actually get credit for going and watching it and appreciating it kind right. of thing. But, but the point is, by proxy, you get a bad rep. We were talking about this. But really it's, what you do is so smart. Yeah, well, thank you. How do you overcome that? I think that? it's How smart. Think I mean, I I think it's. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, it. It. There. There are parts of the, the. I will say that that I. I always say, oh man, it's. I wouldn't say smart, but I say it's. You know, it's clever mm-hmm. and it's. It's. It's original and and I've always was proud of that from day one. I used to, you know, in a, in the comedy world, people would always say, you know, with thieves, comedy, you know, comic thieves and all that, and that was the big thing when I started doing this was, you know, doing your own act was. You know, unheard of. It's always like, oh, he stole that from this guy. He stole that from this guy. I used to always say, at least I have that. I didn't steal. How can I steal? Because you have to drag it around. The, you know what I mean? I'm not doing anyone else's act. Mm-hmm. So I was always proud of the fact that everything I came up with, I did on my own. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, and it was a different presentation of props, too. You know, it's hard to describe. But there's pun comedy, and there's, mm-hmm. and then there's like what I do is, this, it, this, it, you can actually take each prop and break it down into a verbal joke. Yeah. So it's not. I have one prop in my show that that's a pun, and it's the the, the Crocs. Mm-hmm. But it's the only one, and I and I keep thinking I want to make that into a bit where I say this is you know Crocs. This is not a this is not a creative joke really. That you know, 
other, everyone else is just broken into an actual item that can be sold in a, almost in a sense of store. Like you can actually take it and say, "Oh, that's clever." You know, the chopsticks or the there's things that they actually are, you know, clever. And yes, I, I've always wondered why they. But you know, it's, I've done it so long now that I really don't think about it much anymore as I did when I first started out yeah, about being picked on. The people that say you're cheating are not making your money. No. So. Well, well, but you know what? But this, to me, it's never been about the money. I've always wondered mm-hmm. when they say it's cheating. I'm like, cheating in what regard? Because I'm creating these things by scratch from from a, from a, a you know, there's no beginning base. It's like I'm coming up with the whole thing myself. So there's not, how is it cheating in, in any way? Exactly. It's, exactly. Its, own, it's its own entity. Have you ever had the urge or uh, to patent? Well, lately I have because I've noticed after all a lot of these years I've done it. I keep seeing you know people send me things and say, "Hey, they sell your joke at the Home Depot now." I'm like, "Shit!" So I've been thinking about putting together. I'm trying to get together with the uh, with that uh, the Shark Tank show, and I want to put together a really but in a really serious way but funny uh, a, a presentation of the newest ones that I have that I would like to get maybe backing on. And then show the ones that I that I did that people have taken in a sense, mm-hmm. but in a fun way. Like you know, I, there's just times I'm like, oh man, like if I see the guy, you know, this is the guy that like I had this toilet paper flipper. It was the silliest thing in the world, but it was clever. It was just a toilet paper roll, and I said people like it over, some people like it under, right? And it's, it's so simple. Everybody would go, yeah. oh. And I said, it just, I just that's why I made the toilet paper flipper. It just flips on a hinge. So if you want it over, it's that. If you want it under, you flip it. It's it's the most insanely silly easiest thing in the world that no one ever thought of mm-hmm. me so and and the crowd would go <gasps> and i said no i know not funny just oh clever and so then one day someone sent me a clip of this there was a guy on a on a, uh, on a show going that's why i invented the toilet paper flipper i said fuck he even took my he even took what i called it <laughs> and i you didn't invent that so I, I remember i took video of me doing it on like regis and kathy lee you know so it was like i showed that it was Predated. Yes, it yeah. showed that it was at archival, you know. It showed the new guy, and, and so my friend's like, but that does that really bum me out? I said, in, to a degree, because I'm like, you know, again, going, not going for money, but I would love to have some some products and some things that, I, that I've that i done that would be kind of cool to see in a store that I, you know, have my little my little name on it. But Accidental inventor or inventor first? As in- I think accidental inventor, yeah. I mean, I, come, I try to make things that are just funny, and then it turns out, oh, this is actually pretty clever, like, you know, I had a baseball bat that when you when you swung it, it would go, it make a crack noise like a like a hitting a ball, and I, it was for the replacement players in '94. So that's how long that went back. It was 1994, and I was on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and I, I remember doing it. And I went to Regis, I had all these shows, and I have video of me doing it. And then Whammo, ten years <laughs> later, has a bat for kids. You swing it, and it makes a crack noise. And I'm like, I made that, mm-hmm. like I really did. So part of me, you know, it's, it's you know, but that's one of those like you know, it's. You know, I don't think in any in any way that's cheating. In fact, I think it's kind no. of clever, not ingenious, definitely not using that word, but I think it's clever and I think that any, everything I've done for 30 years, I'm pretty proud of in the sense of what I've, what I, how I've come around and do it. I think in a, in a way that people, you know, not taking the shortcut in a sense. No, no, I, I bring up, I brought that up to prove the point that I think it, it isn't the easy way out. I, I think it's actually in a lot of ways more difficult than... Typical I just think it's comedy. different, you know. It's just different, and that's why you know. What's funny because when, 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 especially in show business, when, uh, this goes back way before me. It's anybody like Elvis Presley, the Beatles, anyone that did something different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they always got a big uh, a lot of heat or rap for it and that's what that's what everybody all uh, people want but they don't you know I mean when they all they say is mm-hmm. that's they, they, that's the new Pearl Jam. That's the new this. That's the new that. But you get a band that, or or anything a new someone that does a, a different twist on it that no one does. I think they feel threatened by it. So in yeah. a sense, so so it's like I'm the only prop comic who wants to, and no one wants to be a prop comic anyhow. Like people say, how come there's not a new carrot top? Because nobody wants to be a fucking new <laughs> carrot top. You know what I mean? No. I mean, there's too much abuse. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't great. do it. Well, one thing I was struck by, and you have it throughout your show. Uh, whether you know it or not, I know you, you you rip on it a little bit, but I really see an affection for country music mm. in your show. You love I grew country up with, music. Well, I grew up with my father was a big country, which was weird because he wasn't at all ever young. And then also one day, he was playing country music and he had boots, and I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, <laughs> then I took a liking to it, and I also I was like, oh, you know. And then I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is you know. And all of a sudden one day I was like, I like this music, and it was a, it was a good. Um, Again, another genre that gets made fun of, but if you break country music down, it's like, it's, it's storytelling. It's beautiful. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some silly, that's why I make fun of the ones, of course. Yeah. I, you know, there's another one I didn't do tonight. You know, I, I, I want enough money, just, I want a boat. It's like this dumb country song, but um, it's just, it's just another form of music. Well, you know, I, 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 I listen to everything. I mean, my, my playlist, I have Pet Shop Boys, Guns and Roses, Metallica, <laughs> country music. Always back here, and it's a I just call my fun playlist, and it'll be from Rod Stewart, Elton John to. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are always like, Is this a playlist? And I say, Yeah, I say, My God, this is the craziest, like all over the place music. But to me, music is just, it's every genre is fun because you get tired of, if I, you can't listen to Metallica for like 20 minutes. See, one song is good, yeah. and then you do a little country, you do a little jazz, you do a little, I had the Chicago playing earlier, it's like old school, I'm old. But, um, <laughs> but I used to always get mad when I, when I, when I parked my car. And the valley guys would take it, and I'd get in the car, and they'd change my channel. I used to say, yell at them all the time. i said, don't, don't change my country music. I'm like, I didn't touch it. Yeah, you do. You always turn my music off. You just park them. I leave my music on. It's annoying. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. It's great. Who were your comic influences growing up? Oh, there's too many to mention. I mean, George Carlin's book up there. I love, I love, you know, with comedy for me growing up, I mean, it was it was all over, the same thing with music. It's all over the place. I loved George Carlin. I loved Jonathan Winters. I loved Robin Williams. Uh, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, you know, it, it's a friend of mine. Uh, I think Louis C.K. is is brilliant. I, I mean, just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was fans of Gallagher. I was fans of... Uh, um, Gallagher, now there's a crazy one. He is a crazy one, yeah. He is. I knew when I was a kid. And when I started doing comedy and I, I told him, you know, some of my jokes, he was like, he actually helped me. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. He sent me, I wanted to interview him, and uh, instead of accepting my interview request, he sent me joke material. Yeah, that's Gallagher. He just sent me he jokes. songs? He sent oh, you songs? Yes. Yeah. Songs That must be, he poems. said the same thing. Songs yes. are going, here's one you're going to like, and then, ah, damn it. And you're like, oh, fuck, it makes no sense, Gallagher. So, what are you doing? What are you smoking besides everything? Because I called, and then I called his daughter. I said, I said, Amy, I said, yeah, Amy, I, yeah. I just, what, what, what the hell is this? She goes, just respond and tell him you like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pet him and yeah, yeah, see yeah. what happens. But he he's he's been good to me my whole life. I mean, I got to be honest. I was I was like twelve and I I, I watched him and then when I got uh, into comedy, which is really weird. I I had a couple of shows and I at college and I, I went down to see him in Fort Lauderdale and and he was like, "Why?" Well, I actually was in Vegas. I was like sixteen. 
when the Sands was still here, and I had come out with the people that used to manage him, and we were walking to the the big theater that night. I'll never forget this. And I was like so excited, you know, like a kid and a kid. And I'm walking next to Gallagher, and he's he's in his prime, you know. He's got his shit together. And he's, I said, I'm an idiot. I'm like, I'm like, this is great. Friday night, you excited about the show tonight? It's Friday night. It's like, it's every every night's Friday night. Like you know, you forget like you know, he's just he's been doing this forever. And he's Friday nights, the Tuesday nights, the Wednesday night. He wouldn't seem that into it, but we got to uh, the backstage door, and there's a big, huge ba- ba- uh, door that you know, big. And it said, this door must remain closed at all times. And he's banging on it. He's trying to get into the, his own room. They wouldn't let the door. And he's banging on this thing. And I said, well, they, why is there even a fucking door if it's got to remain closed the whole time? And he goes, that's good. That's a good joke. So he went on that night and did the joke. And then he says, where's Carrot Top? And I was like, so, you know, I wasn't Carrot Top yet. Yeah. I think I just called myself Carrot Top. Oh, that's cool. Because I, I had a logo before I had an act. And so I was like, Carrot Top, I have the whole idea. So he, he's like, where is Carrot Top? And I was, like, it was like this big, huge room. And I was like, I'm like 16. I'm like, hi. He wrote that. He wrote that joke tonight. Da, 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 how clever. And he gave me credit, you know, in front of the whole thing. Sweet. And I came back after and he's like, your joke did really good. And I said, yeah. He's that's a good joke. So he helped me. He helped me a lot. All right. We've got to wrap this up with my last question. Uh-oh. If um, I was a tree, what kind of tree would I be? No, no, no. What is your advice? Oh, Redwood. Hmm. What is your advice to other comics, other entertainers? Oh God, don't do it. No, my <laughs> advice to the comics, honestly, though, I got to be honest, is 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 I, we we need more comics in this world. We do, and I think with with comedy, just like when I, I don't even know how I ended up in this position where I'm now, all these years later, is yeah, is finding as much stage time as you can. Because you have to, you have to figure out what it is that you're, 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 what you will be on stage. You know, like a, everyone wants to be a comedian. I have people all the time like, hey, I'm thinking about being a comedian. I had a guy kid yesterday. He's like, I want to be a comedian. I said, you should. And he's like, no, I'm serious. And I said, well, what would you talk about? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, what would your act be? And he's like, it's a good question. Because you don't know unless he already knows, but he didn't. I said, would it be political? Would it be observational? Would it be? Props would it be magic? Would it be you know impressions? Would it be so you have to figure out what it is that you want your your whole platform to be? And that was probably for me. I'm not, I I was lucky that I kind of just fell into place because I really didn't think of being a prop comic. I just I just before I had any prop, not one prop in my show. I just went on stage and I I talked about my hair and I talked about looking like the Wendy's you know girl or something. Mm. And then all of a sudden I had a I had a prop and then I had another prop and then I was like oh I'm coming up with these little clever gadgets so that's when I started you know that was I'm like this is I think this is my act and I just kind of come up with these ideas these things so that's that's I kind of fell into that again not even knowing like I said I didn't think it once I got into it, then I started thinking it through well you know thinking it but in the very beginning I didn't so I was lucky in a sense that I kind of just fell into it but finding stage time and finding out what your voice will be and what you want to talk about and also getting that confidence on stage because comedy is a weird thing you know in the band you got other members to chat with and talk with your comedy you're by I mean I'm lucky because I have my crew and whatnot doing sound effects and video stuff but you're still standing there naked the whole night you know mm-hmm. just up there like what do you got you know mm-hmm. so it's uh it's uh but it's the best job in the world I always tell yeah I, you know 
just find find your voice and do it. Wonderful. And definitely do it. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. People always tell you you can't do shit. Wonderful. Carrot Top, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming out to Vegas and doing this for me. I appreciate it. You guys were awesome. Thanks for sleeping through the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Carrot Top, for having me at the show. Thanks also to Max Hornig for field producing this episode in Las Vegas. Guys, go see Carrot Top appearing nightly at the Luxor in Las Vegas. I can't say Las Vegas enough. That's it for us today. My thanks again to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. We talked about them at the top of the show. Stay tuned to talkfor2.com on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more. Reach out by emailing talkfor2cast at gmail.com or Facebook message me because that seems to be a popular form these days. I've been getting a lot of Facebook messages. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the questions. I'm sorry, the Facebook messages, it's harder to see them, so I don't get to them right away, but I will get to them. DM me on Twitter. Do whatever you want. This is a one-man operation, so stay tuned to us, talkfor2.com. Signing off for Talk for Two, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey.